Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast, your go-to resource for all things real estate and all things St. Pete. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. My guest today is Chris Musto with Guaranteed Rate, and we are going to be talking about mortgages and jumbo loans. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. So, um, so I live here in St. Pete, and uh, I work. For, I'm a vice president of mortgage lending with Guaranteed Rate, which is uh, downtown, uh, downtown St. Pete. Been in the business for about twelve years. And uh, I love helping families get into homes. Awesome. So why did you choose mortgage lending? Well, if you remember 2007 was kind of a crazy time. Um, You know, people were getting laid off left and right. And I was actually looking for a job and had uh, had a buddy who was with a mortgage company in Tampa. um, Ended up uh, interviewing and getting hired and... Uh, really, really enjoyed it. So, uh, been in the business ever since. And and did you go through a rough time after two thousand seven? I imagine your first couple of years were very interesting. Um, yeah. So it was one of those times where you know property values were were going down um, all over. So it was it was challenging, and people you know again you know everyone was getting laid off at least for a while. There was a pretty scary time. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, mortgage, there certainly had a lot of challenges back then, um, you know, but, uh, but everything kind of comes around and some of those things get ironed out. There's always new challenges and it's a constantly changing business. And you get to turn that, those challenges into experience. Absolutely. And so why guaranteed rate? So guaranteed rate, I, I've been attracted to guaranteed rate for a while and when it came time for me to make a change, they were the first ones that I went to, um, mostly because they really have just kind of an all-encompassing um, product mix to be able to really give a good value proposition for not only the clients, but business partners and um, you know employees of the company. It's just um, everything all around, it, it just seemed like a perfect fit for me, so. Um, In previous episodes, we've spoken about VA loans, but I also thought it would be good to talk about jumbo loans. Uh, My brokerage, Coastal Properties Group, Christie's International, is number one for luxury properties in the Tampa Bay area, in particular waterfront homes and properties over a million dollars. And I know that Guaranteed Rate has an excellent variety of jumbo products available to customers. So I think there's a great fit here, synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into those products, can you define what a jumbo loan is? Sure. So a jumbo loan is going to be any loan that's going to be bigger than the conforming county loan limit. So the conforming loan limit varies by county, and um, most of them in Florida, including where we're broadcasting from, which is Pinellas County and uh, the surrounding counties around here is going to be 
$350. So any loan that you take that's larger than that is going to fall into the jumbo space. Okay. And what kind of documentation is required for a jumbo loan? Is there additional, additional documentation beyond what a person would need to qualify for FHA or VA or conventional? Um, typically, there's going to be a little bit more that's required for jumbo. Uh, most of the time, we're going to need two years of tax returns, whereas on some of the other loans you mentioned, uh, we may not necessarily need those unless they're self-employed or, or have some income where we need to document it with tax returns. Okay. And um, what are the different types of jumbo products offered? So we can, um, there's going to be your 30-year fixed. Um, they're going to come in other varieties of adjustable rate mortgages as well. Five-year, seven-year, 10-year adjustables are pretty common. And the down payment requirements is where we've got some flexibility that a lot of other lenders don't have. So most banks are going to require at least 20% down with a jumbo. We actually um, can get by with as little as 5% down. Right. Yeah, and um, we also have, there's going to be some different programs that we may be able to find uh, for people who have less than perfect credit and still need a jumbo loan, um, as well as loans for self-employed clients who may not document all of their um, true income on taxes because of write-offs and whatnot. That traditionally has been a problem um, when it comes to mortgage lending for self-employed people, uh, but we can help. Um, people who are self-employed, help them have an easier time get financing, whether they're trying to get a, a jumbo loan or even um, less than that amount. Okay. And um, you also have a doctor loan program. Correct? We do. Yes. 100% financing for physicians up to 750000 Okay. Do you have any other special mortgage programs for people in certain industries? Um, so we don't do as many of the industry-specific programs. What we do have, and a lot of, uh, you run into that a lot of times at credit unions, mm -hmm. um, where they have you know, special loans for teachers or firefighters or whatnot. And um, we, we have access to uh, programs where a lot of times we can mimic that, those kind of terms where we do have a lot of 100% financing um, options, but they're not strictly limited to those professions. Okay. And do you have those 100% uh, financing? Are they limited to, to certain areas of the city? Say, for instance, an area that they're trying to redevelop. I know that sometimes the Opportunity Zones investors or, or buyers may get incentives to buy in those areas, whether it be tax savings or grants, because the city is trying to redevelop that area. Right, right. Yes, that's um, that's pretty common. But no, we actually can go anywhere uh, within the state of Florida with most of those programs. So uh, no, they're not um, tracked specific or, or anything like that. Okay, that's mm -hmm. great. That yeah. offers a lot of flexibility. It does. Yes. In what instance would you recommend, um, say, a an adjustable rate mortgage or an income interest only mortgage over an FHA or conventional or jumbo? Sure. So uh, in a market, typically when there's rising interest rates, you're going to see a bigger spread between uh, the adjustable and fixed rate mortgages. 
now uh, where in recent months rates have taken uh, taken a plunge, mm -hmm. um, you don't see as much of that and adjustable rates have not been as attractive. But um, I'm sure you know as rates go up in the future, they will be again. Um, and typically what makes uh, a good kind of interview process or something to ask yourself or your clients um, as far as whether or not they an adjustable might be a good fit for them is going to be one when they are going to be either selling the home within a certain number of years um, let's say let it's going to be relatively short term let's say if a client's only going to be in the house for five years then we may want to look at either a five-year adjustable or seven-year adjustable in case you know there is a little bit of variation um, in that. Um, or if they're going to be potentially selling another home to pay off the balance at some point. So basically anything where um, they are going to be, they're not going to be in the home long-term and they're not going to need a, a fixed-rate loan for the life of the loan. Got it. That adjustable rate offers a little more flexibility. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be when, you know, like in a normal market where mm -hmm. rates are a little bit higher, um, they, they are cheaper and um, you do get a better rate on an adjustable. So if you don't need it for a really long term um, type of scenario, then yeah. uh, then it, make, it can make sense. They're cheaper in the short term. Right. But then when they adjust that may not be the case. So for instance, if you're buying a home for a college student and you know that they're planning on being there four years and then you're planning on selling it, you know, um, then that might be a good option depending on where interest rates are to utilize an adjustable rate mortgage. Correct. Yeah, something like that would be a good, uh, good scenario um, and when to look at an adjustable. Okay. Mm -hmm. And by the way, they don't always necessarily go down just the way that adjustable right. rates are calculated. Um, a lot of people who came into adjustables kind of after the crash, a lot of them actually saw their their rates go down after they adjusted. And I, I know people who were in the twos for many years. Wow. And just kind of proud of themselves <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that they took that a long time ago. Yeah, so. because the horror stories were people before the crash they were using the adjustable rate mortgages, and then as the real estate market was going down and the financial market was becoming more unstable, they adjusted and people were seeing interest rates double and, and really increase, and people weren't able to cover the increased costs. Right, and right, that's an example of irresponsible lending back then, and Yes, but they it's, they absolutely do do have a place when used correctly. Yeah, um, I know that credit can be an issue, and there are so many variables that go into credit. One of the questions I often get from buyers is, you know, they'll they'll come in and say, I know my credit score is seven fifty, and then they sit down with a lender and they're told it's seven hundred. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the disparity between what a consumer may be getting from a site like a credit report or um, those sort of sites versus the credit reports that come to lenders? 
Sure. So um, the credit bureaus have different scoring models that they use. Um, there's going to be a different different scoring models that they'll use for, say, you know, consumer credit cards or even car loans um, versus one that a, a mortgage lender or a bank would pull. So even though it's going to be with the same bureau, um, they're, they're totally different models. So you'll definitely see some variation. Okay. Mm -hmm. And... Um... Can you walk me through guaranteed rates process for a buyer and what they can anticipate? Sure. So um, first thing that you know we typically do is you know I like to have that initial conversation. Find out what is uh, what people are looking to accomplish. Um, you know, typically if they're coming to us, they're looking to get pre-approved because they want to buy a home. So um, you know, it's my job to kind of figure out um, what they're not only what their profile looks like, but really what the motivation is, you know, why are they moving? What is, um, what's going to be most important to them? How long are they going to be in the home? Um, you know, these are all, all things that kind of help me tailor, you know, a solution for them. And then, um, from there, we move on to the pre-approval process. We have a, an easy online digital application where, um, clients can go on fill out the application, it takes maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And that's gonna be able to really give me the full picture um, on what we can do. And uh, we can turn around a pre-approval, you know, uh, usually within 24 hours at that point. Okay, and um, I know that when, as a listing agent, when I get a pre-approval from a buyer, I always call the lender, you know, I'm usually asking questions like, has a tri-merged credit report been pulled? Has the customer been put through desktop underwriting? Uh, have the assets been verified? Um, because I know not all lenders do that. So with your pre-approval process, what, um, what kind of information are you going to be able to supply a, a listing agent like myself? So at a minimum, those things you just mentioned. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's, it's really important to make sure that your due diligence is performed as a lender because the last thing that you wanna do is pre-approve somebody and have there be an issue that you didn't catch because you didn't do your due diligence up front. So um, yeah, we're going to, when, when I issue a pre-approval, uh, that client's ready to go. So that's that's going to get approved. It's not a question of um, you know leaving anything to chance at that point. Um, if a client has something that's a little bit unusual going on, uh, the pre-approval may take a little bit longer because we may need to get you know tax returns or um, something uh, you know uh, up front um, if there's going to be you know a potential hurdle. We always want to clear that up front uh, before we get them under pre-approval. Sure. For instance, maybe people going through a divorce where they need to have their um, divorce decree uh, so that you can verify assets or their income or if they're getting alimony or child support. Correct. Okay. And that's that's really important because, um, you know, divorces, if someone's paying, you know, $1,000 a month in alimony, that can certainly make or break a deal easily. Sure. I know that sometimes when talking with buyers, there can be, say a person's approved for $500,000, but they don't wanna pay more than $1,500 a month in a mortgage. Mm -hmm. And we all know that, you know, if they're looking at four different properties that are $400,000, if it's a condo versus a single family versus a townhome, they can be very different mortgages. Also, if one's in a flood zone and one is not in a flood zone. How do you counsel 
buyers on staying in the, the ballpark in terms of what they're what they feel comfortable spending versus what they might be approved for if there's that discrepancy there sure that and that's a really good question so um, I don't see it too often but once in a while it does come up when someone's shopping between a home or a condo um, but a lot of times you know when you're if, say if they're looking in a specific neighborhood in St. Pete, like, you know, in downtown, um, in their price range, we're going to be familiar that, you know, their HOAs are going to be usually this dollar amount. So we educate them up front on what that's going to be in order to help kind of tailor their budget. So, you know, and then when you have, say, if they're going from instead of a condo, if they go to a house, we'll say, well, you know, you'd be able to get into a house without an HOA, you'd be able to increase your buying power to this much and still stay at your budget. Okay. So it's really just empowering and educating the buyer on how what property type is gonna affect their monthly budget. Sure. What would you say are your top three tips for buyers that you work with? Top three tips, uh, one would be get pre-approved early. Uh, because um, if there's going to be an issue, something you may not have known about, you, you know, a lot of a lot of clients, uh, you know, assume that everything is um, is going to be perfect on their end, and, and sometimes it is. But you know, mortgage lending it doesn't always make sense. Uh, it doesn't, you know, necessarily, um, you know, follow uh, follow exactly what it would be. A lot of it is really just you know what's going to be on paper and how everything looks. So. Um, Getting pre-approved early is is huge, and that's something I definitely recommend to everybody. Uh, number two is you have to get with a good real estate agent. Um, it's going to be such a difference, you know, when you have an advocate that's on your side that is really going to help you um, find the right property, negotiate it properly, and you know, get you into something that's going to work for you in the long term. So, um, and then. Uh, let's see. A, a, a third, a third tip for uh, for potential buyers is really plan your budget. You know, figure out the rest of your. You know, yes, yeah, sure, you may be pre-approved for. And your example, Nicole, is really good. Where you said, you know, pre-approved for five hundred, but I maybe I only want to spend you know fifteen hundred on you know mortgage, which is going to be you know somewhere between two and three hundred thousand. Uh, you know, on, on most mortgages. So figure out where you want to get to in your life. Get with the, uh, the people that can help you figure that, that out um, in terms of the full financial planning. Um, then figure out the house piece. Great. That is great advice. And um, what, do you have a favorite story or success story that you want to share from your experience? Um, sure. So, and this is another another example of where you know it's really important to get with um, a, a really good um, agent early. So I had another had a client who he's in another market, and I guess he was just going in and kind of making offers on properties, and none of them were getting accepted. And I and. I got to talking to him and I found out he wasn't really pre-approved. He went to one of the big banks who didn't even pull his credit, but gave him some sort of a letter. Um, and, you know, I don't know how you could think that you're going to put an offer on, you know, on a property um, and have it, you know, certainly in a competitive market and, you know, win a bid 
um, without being pre-approved. And so we figured out that that was the issue. So now uh, we've gotten him pre-approved and he's in a much better position. So when he goes to make that offer, you know, we can verify to that listing agent, hey, here's what we've done as far as A, B, and C. Here's our due diligence. He's ready to go. Um, you know, this deal will close if you select his offer. Perfect. And can you just talk a little bit about the market from your perspective, St. Pete, and how things are going? Sure. I mean, you know, this is St. Pete is certainly on the map right now. You know, um, we have a lot of people moving here from other states. We have a lot of people moving even from other parts of Florida here. Um, you know, there's tons, tons of stuff to do. It's in a great spot. It's beautiful here. Um, you know, the real estate, it, it's it's still competitive. Um, you know, maybe it's not quite as tight as it was. I don't know, maybe you can speak to that a little bit, Nicole, as far as the last year or so. The inventory is still in, in certain price points, particularly under 350,000, is still very tight. The far more supply or demand than supply. Right. And um, I think, like you said, a lot of things driving that uh, migration to this area um, in comparison to Miami, um, we are more affordable. Miami, Naples, we are we are more affordable. And in terms of living and lifestyle, more attractive than Jacksonville or Tallahassee or Gainesville. Um, so definitely the Tampa Bay area, St. Pete in particular, is very enticing. And I think that you can tell by the amount of buildings going up. You know, in Pinellas County, we're the most densely populated county in the state of Florida, so we don't have much place to expand, but in St. Pete in particular, you see high-rises going up all over downtown, sure. new apartment buildings, um, there's the new project, the luxury apartments going in the Skyway Marina district down in, on South 34th Street. So wherever people and developers can build, it seems like they are building, and it's exciting um, it's also, um, for people who have been here a long time, can be challenging because some people are getting priced out of their neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. um, I think the good thing is interest rates have stayed low, and you can probably speak better to that than I can, so people have a little more buying power, but um, as, as price um, values increase and they've increased in double digits year over year every year that I've been in real estate mm -hmm. how long can we sustain that type of growth right right and that's that's the million dollar question is you know are they going to keep going up you know do prices level off at some point and I think to your point you know under say 350,000 you know there's there are a lot of people who can you know afford in that price point and, is, and certainly the lower you get you know under 250 or under 200,000 is extremely competitive um, and you know the fact that you're competing a lot against a lot of cash buyers and investors who are going to come in and you know either try to flip properties or you know rent them out, um, something like that. So you got a lot more competition in that. And then on the higher end um, price points, you you still have people coming in from everywhere that are buying you know seven eight hundred thousand you know million dollar plus um, home condos and single family homes that. You know, a lot of times they're coming from markets where that's normal. Right. So, you know, instead of being up in the snow 
somewhere they can be, you know, down here in the beautiful weather and, you know, they get uh, a very nice home for the money. Yes, with the, the recent tax changes, we are seeing a huge migration from New York, California, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and particularly the coasts. A single-family home, it's not unusual to be seven figures. Right. And um, so people can buy a lot more home here for the same price that they're paying in those states, uh, combined with international markets. You know, we have a lot of people from China buying, from South America, um, from Canada, from Germany, especially now that uh, Tampa International is making more direct flights to Europe. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see if, if maybe we get more Dutch buyers because of the new direct flight to Amsterdam. Sure. And, um, you know, we have a new flight, fairly new, uh, into Germany. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see the makeup of um, foreign buyers and, and just all of the people that are migrating to Florida. Absolutely. And not to mention, you know, people coming up, a lot of people are getting fed up with Miami and traffic and, uh, you know, the, it's for people who've been down there a long time, you know, a lot of them want to get to a place that where they have a little more breathing room as well. So we're seeing a lot of people from South Florida relocate over here as well. Yeah. And you can't beat the Gulf. You know, I prefer the Gulf. It's, it's nice and warm versus the Atlantic, yes. which to me is a little chilly. So yeah, and it's definitely definitely a more laid back kind of beach lifestyle, which suits suits a lot of people. Yeah, well, and it's funny. I think St. Pete is sort of the tale of two cities because on the east side you have more of the refined culture, arts, um, you know, with Beach Drive and the museums and all of the restaurants and Central Avenue you know, sort of transitions into more street art and um, a little more organic and, but still, you know, a great place for uh, millennials, hipsters. And then you go to the west side of town and it's that beachy, laid back vibe yep. mixed in with a little the touristy, although I guess the east side has plenty of tourism too. Sure, sure. But that's, that's a good way of uh, breaking it down as yeah. well. Yeah, it's definitely the, the, the it's like two cities in one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the south side is a hidden jewel. You know, places like um, Broadwater and Maximo Moorings and the Pink Streets. Sure. You know. Old Southeast. Old at Tropical Shores. Yeah. Definitely hidden gems. Yes. Driftwood. Have yeah. you been back in Driftwood? I don't know Driftwood, but... Uh, it's sort yeah. of sandwiched between Tropical Shores and Old Southeast. It's south of Old Southeast but um, before, not quite to 4th Street. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, th those are hidden gems um, down there. Yeah, it's beautiful. All so. right. Well, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Thanks for having me. And um, if people want to reach out to you, how can they contact you? Yes, they can uh, They can give me a call. That's um, a good way, 813-956-5170, or just look me up on the Internet, Chris Musto at Guaranteed Rate. My office is right here in downtown St. Pete. Great. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. And if you have a show topic that you'd like to share with me or have a real estate related question that you'd like to ask, I'd love to hear it. You can call or text me at 
201-501-5022 or you can reach me via email at nicole at sellingstpetefl.com That's N-I-C-O-L-E at S-E-L-L-I-N-G-S-T-P-E-T-E-F-L dot com.